Okay, so we are technically wrapping up this series, as I'm sure you all listened to the podcast last week about week two. Um, and so this is, if you don't know what that is, I will explain later where the podcast is for everyone. But um, this is, has been the Changes series. And so we've talked about changes and just how life changes are something that you're always going to face, something you're always going to go through. Um, in the first week, we talked about trying to expect the unexpected, which in some ways is impossible. But if you plan for uh, the best, if you hope for the best while planning for the worst, and you're planning for both, and you still dream, and you go big, and, and you hope big, and you have your, your uh, life planned out the way you kind of want it or the way you're looking for it, but then you also have backups. It doesn't mean you don't try any less. It doesn't mean that you don't uh, hope any less. It doesn't mean that you might not make it, but you just are prepared for as many eventualities as you can. Um, part of that is also having people in your life that can help you if something happens. Uh, last week, as I said I, on the podcast, I talked about how change is constant. The only um, thing that doesn't change is God and his love for you, but everything else changes all the time, uh, good and bad. Um, everyone here has gone through multiple grades of school. Everyone here has maybe not lived in multiple homes, but some of you have. And actually, I think everybody here has lived in multiple places before. And so you know that things change. You've worked, you might have worked somewhere. You might have liked a teacher and not liked a teacher. You might have not liked a teacher at the beginning of the year and liked them at the end of the year, etc. But things change, and it's constant. And that can be hard to deal with because we don't always like to deal with change. We don't always like things, and we get really comfortable. Um, the capital C church overall is not really great with change sometimes and we can get really caught up in this is the way it's always been so this is the way it should be and we hold on to that and then we don't pay attention to when we're called to go somewhere else one of the things that i used today in my sermon um if you're called to let's say that uh micah is called to eat an apple tomorrow morning and God's like, Micah, I want you to eat an apple for breakfast. And that's your whole breakfast. And so Micah listens to God and he eats an apple. And then Tuesday, God's like, hey, eat an apple for breakfast. And so Micah does that because he listens to God and God's literally talking to him. And so it's pretty hard to ignore. And then day three on Wednesday, same thing. God says, hey, eat an apple. So day four, Micah is so used to that, and that's his life now. And he knows he eats an apple every day, so he gets up and eats an apple, but God wanted him to eat an orange. Now, obviously, that sounds silly, and that's not how God works, but we get so used to the way things are, we're reluctant to change. Sometimes people will stay in a bad situation just because they don't want that change. They don't want something to shake it up because they understand where they are. And so we talked about that and how God is still there and God will work in those and you can deal with anything if you have support and you have him and you keep going. Uh, this week, I am going to talk uh, about the uh, fact that sometimes life sucks and how one of the changes we face is loss and, and loss on a personal nature, loss where we mess up or we fail, uh, loss where we don't get what we want, loss where somebody passes, all of these things. And so I'm going to read from Psalm 102. Um, Lord, hear my prayer. Listen to my plea. Don't turn away from me in my time of distress. Uh, bend down to listen and answer me quickly when I call to you. For my days disappear like smoke and my bones burn like red hot coals. My heart is sick, withered like grass, and I have lost my appetite because of my groaning. I am reduced to skin and bones. I am like an owl in the desert, like a little owl in the far-off wilderness. I lie awake, lonely as a solitary bird on the roof. My enemies taunt me day after day. They mock me and curse me. I eat ashes for food. 
My tears run down into my drink because of your anger and wrath, for you have picked me up and thrown me out. My life passes as swiftly in the evening shadows. Um, I As the evening shadows. I am withering away like grass. So this is David talking. And David had a lot of change in his life. David had a lot of loss in his life. Some of the loss he caused. Uh, a lot of the loss he caused. But the point is you're going to feel like this. What he says here, this is him talking and him saying something in the midst of his losses, in the midst of losing something important, in the midst of feeling suffering, in the midst of feeling like he's a failure, because sometimes you're going to fail. I would love to tell you that you're never going to fail, but you are going to fail. That's a motivational thing I'm going to say. But the only way you can fail for good is if you quit. And so you can keep going and you learn from that failure. You learn from each successive failure and you keep going forward. Um, Michael Jordan has this quote and it used to be on a poster. It's probably still on a poster, but it used to be on one I had. And I'm not going to get it exact. I'm not even going to try to get the stats. But basically he talked about all the times he's missed a shot, all the games he's lost. Um, all of this is less than LeBron has lost, but still, all of the times he's missed a shot, the time he got cut from high school basketball, uh, the time that he lost his dad, like all of these things where he's lost. But he also says, this is why I've won. This is why I succeed. So every time he misses a shot, he goes and he practices even harder to make the next shot. Um, for us, sometimes you're going to fail. Sometimes you're going to really try really hard in a class. Uh, we're just going to go to school for a second. You're going to try as hard as you can, and you are studying every night, and you know that you're struggling, but you get a tutor, and so they help you, and you work really hard, and you do everything you can. You read ahead. You work ahead. You do everything you can to succeed, and you still don't get the grade that you want, uh, and so you feel like you failed. You feel like you've lost, and it sucks. It, it absolutely sucks, and so you're going to feel like this. You're going to feel like you're never going to succeed. You're going to feel like you're never going to get it. Maybe there's a moment where it clicks and you can go forward. Maybe there's a moment where everything pours into to you and you're like, I finally get this class, it works. But also, it's possible that that's just not a class that is something you understand because we all have our specialties. We all have our strengths. There are people who are very math and science oriented. There are people who are very English and literature oriented. There are people who are very physical education and lunch oriented. Like we all have different uh, gift sets. And so sometimes you really struggle. You can do your best and, and still not quite succeed all the way. And that sucks because we're always taught if you do your best, you're going to win. Now in life, that's absolutely true because success isn't uh, based on grades, and it's not based on the amount of money you make, and it's not based on relationships, and it's not based on, on anything else other than the fact that you're living for him, and you're trying, and you're doing your best. But when you fail, none of that helps. None of that feels good, knowing, well, one day I'm, I'm going to look back on this and learn, or, or the next class I'm going to do fine. Like That doesn't necessarily help because it sucks, and it hurts, and we've all been in those positions where we've lost something, we've failed something, uh, someone has rejected us, or someone has hurt us, or someone has walked out of our life, or someone Someone has passed away and it's like why do I have to feel like this why does life have to go like this and there's no answer where it's like fun to hear because essentially it's just everybody has free will and the world is tough sometimes and you're gonna win and you're gonna lose and people are going to live and people are going to die and all of those things happen but it is still something that you can deal with and it is still something you can handle because everything can come into play, come into focus with time, with help, with prayer, with having people around you that will help you. 
And so when you realize that you're suffering and you're feeling like this, do what David did, pray about it, write it down, but also talk about it and try to figure out, well, what can I do from here? What can I learn from this? How can I go forward? How can I do better? How, how, why did this happen? Um, one of the things that happen with businesses sometimes is if a business fails or a business like a big time business uh, where the person is very rich and they're running uh, like a bunch of different businesses or something, and so one of their businesses fails, they will do almost like a, a medical... Uh, what are they called, autopsy on the business to figure out why it failed, and they'll look at every single part of it. Now, I'm not saying that every time something bad happens, you have to like dissect it and go over it all the time, but you want to look and say, okay, why did this happen? Is this something that I just don't get, or is this something that I need to do this? Do I have to look at things in a different way? Uh, sometimes you learn that you've been looking at things all along, and they've been upside down, and you're like, oh, I just have to look at things in a different way. I have to try a different thing. Uh, sometimes you realize I just have to move forward with different people in my life or I have to move forward doing something different or I have to keep uh, go back to the beginning and figure out who I really am whatever it is it's okay to feel like David feels here it's okay to say everything sucks God why are you allowing this to happen why do things have to change for the worse why do things have to be like this why does this have to hurt why am I alone etc but that is never the end because as long as you're alive there is hope I want to as long as you are alive, there is hope. I want to go to the next part. Um, but you, O Lord, will sit on your throne forever. Your fame will endure to every generation. You will arise and have mercy on Jerusalem. And now is the time to pity her. Now is the time you promise to help for your people. Love every stone in her walls and cherish even the dust in her streets. Then the nations will tremble before the Lord. The kings of the earth will tremble before his glory, for the Lord will rebuild Jerusalem. He will appear in his glory, he will listen to the prayers of the destitute, and he will not reject their pleas. So he gives everything to God. Uh, similar to something I've used with Jeremiah before, where he kind of goes back and forth. That's what it feels like, because it's never as simple as, I, everything sucks and I'm really hurt and I really hate that this messed up and I really hate this change oh, now I finally accept it. It is a process of dealing with it. And some days you're good and some days you're bad and some days it takes a long time and some days it feels kind of quick, but you keep going back and forth, but you have to keep learning. You have to keep growing. You have to keep trying. Um, a better example of a life like this, David works in a lot of ways, but there's uh, Joseph, who you probably know from the musical Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Um, but Joseph was the youngest son of Jacob, of Israel, who was what his name became. And uh, so he, his brothers hated him because um, he had a dream that where God said, you're going to be in charge of things. And so uh, he was his dad's favorite, though. And so his brothers kind of faked his death so that they could sell him into slavery, which was actually the better option because they had wanted to kill him. Uh, and one of them talked them out of it, the others out of it. And so he gets sold into slavery to Egypt. And so that's a really bad change. Like that is, he loses his entire family in one moment. He loses uh, his favorite coat in that moment. Like he loses his freedom in that moment. And so everything really sucks. But now he's in a new position and it's not that he's happy that he is now a slave. It's not that he's happy that he's now in a place he doesn't know. It's not that he's happy that he's now a foreigner in a strange land where nobody understands and he doesn't understand them and everything else. But he just puts everything into the new thing. He does his best in the new thing. It's not, again, it's not that the other stuff doesn't hurt and that he doesn't wish that it were back to normal and all of that. But he basically says, okay, 
I am not going to gain anything by just sitting and worrying about this. So I, I'm still going to feel it and I'm still going to allow myself to learn, but I've got to pour everything into this. And so he becomes like the best servant that he could ever be. And the guy uh, who owns him named Potiphar is like, you are awesome. Like you can do whatever you want. Well, that goes pretty well for a little while, but then Potiphar's wife is like, hey, you're really hot. Let's hook up. And jo uh, Joseph's like, I don't do that. Like, that would be a betrayal. For one, you're married. For two, you're married to my boss. And for three, like, he's given me all this stuff. And so I just don't want to betray him. And so she's like, but I want to. And so uh, she tries and he runs away, but she rips his clothing. And so he, it, some of that is left. And so she goes and tells her husband and everybody else, hey, he raped me. And complete lie, obviously. And Joseph, who had done the right thing, is now like, wait, but I did the right thing. And so he could have easily stopped there, just like he could have stopped when he was sold into slavery for doing nothing. Now he literally did the right thing and is being punished for it. He gets thrown into jail. And so now he's in this new position and he's not happy about it, but he says, okay, I'm just going to do my best. And so the people that are in jail with him, like they have dreams and he's able to interpret them because he's close to God. And so uh, with one of them, he's like, hey, remember me if you when you get pulled out of prison. And so the guy forgets for a couple years, uh, finally remembers, tells the Pharaoh, because the Pharaoh had some weird dreams. He brings Joseph up, and Joseph now is there, and he interprets the dream and is honest, and the Pharaoh's like, okay, you're now second in command. And so he goes all over the place, and now he's in a new position, and it's all good. And so he's like, okay, now I'm just going to pour everything into this. And then his brothers come back because there's a famine. And he kind of tricks them, but eventually he like shows them, hey, it's me, we're good. And so he forgives them, and he gets his family back. He gets everything back. That's not necessarily what's always going to happen. But for him, you see, sometimes things are really good. And if you just look at any one part of his life, you're like, well, his life always sucks. Or, man, his life's always awesome. But over the course of the length of his life, you see that it changed up and down so many times. And that's what's going to happen. And so the losses, it doesn't mean they hurt less. And it doesn't mean that it's, it's something that's cool to deal with, but the gains do come too. The ups do come too. You do get better. You do learn. You do grow. You do find new people, new challenges, new hopes, new dreams, new friends, new family, new whatever else. And so you just keep going. You, you keep trying. You keep giving everything you can. You trust God because he, again, is the only thing that won't change. And so, yeah, plan for the unexpected. Do your best with that. You should. Plan Hope big, dream big, do everything you can to reach that, but be ready to, to succeed when, if, if uh, that messes up. Um, you know, pay attention to the fact that everything's changing around you, and when things suck, when things really, really suck, allow yourself to feel it, and allow yourself to deal with it, but don't give up, don't stop, don't uh, quit, just get up the next day and Take whatever time you need to grieve or to get past it, but learn from it and grow and find something else. But above all, just pour everything you have into everything you do. Do your best with everything. And if something fails, then do your best with the next thing. And if that fails, do your best with the next thing. And if you lose somebody, then find somebody else. Like Keep trying. Keep being uh, who you are. Keep trusting in yourself. But above all, trust in God because he has a plan. I promise you that he has a plan for your life. He has a hope for your life. He has a path for your life. All you have to do is do your best because you may not know it, but he will be with you every step of the way. And